Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Gen Ed. We're here this week with Julia Soon from First Gen Support. We did a take originally where I goofed up her last name. So, <laughs> Julia, Julia, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Um, hi, guys. I'm Julia. I'm from suburban Chicago, and um, currently a high school senior and the founder and director of First Gen Support. Um, so, yeah, I will be going to Cornell Engineering uh, next year for to pursue chemical engineering degree. Hopefully I get through. Um, but yeah, so I'm minoring in entrepreneurship and the food science. And yeah. That's so cool. Like, because I'm a little bit of a chemistry buff myself. Dan is not. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's really cool that you have like that inter- entrepreneurship minor and no. then this more sciencey side. And that comes um, very much handy when for, with first gen support. So could you give us a little bit of background information over to like what first gen support is for those like who don't know? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's um, interesting how you talk about the entrepreneurship side because um, definitely first gen support inspired me to pursue like business or like um, definitely like uh, gonna hopefully join a startup um, in college or something like that. So um, yeah, so first gen support is a nonprofit organization that seeks to empower first generation um, college students and low-income and immigrant students um, as well. So first-generation college student means that they are the first in their family to go to a four-year university. And so, yeah, so currently we're on um, Instagram, uh, Discord, uh, going, going to expand TikTok, um, Facebook. And um, yeah, so we're mainly providing um, resources, information, um, sharing stories uh, on our Instagram and advice uh, as well to help empower first-generation low-income and immigrant high school students um, to pursue uh, a higher education. I think that's such a noble goal, such a noble mission. It's so important that we get first-generation students and their perspective into colleges. You know, I it's not just about pulling people up you know, but also letting them and their experiences enrich the educations of everybody who's, who's in university. You know, it's, it's such an important yeah. perspective to have. Um, and I'm so inspired by, by people like yourself who are doing something to, to try to bring that perspective into universities. And I'm wondering, how did, how did you get the idea to start doing this? How did, how did you organize it at first? Like what, what prompted you to start this organization? I think that I think that's a very loaded question. And I think it comes from an accumulation of my previous experiences. And um, last year's um, Black, uh, Black Lives Matter um, social movement as well. Um, so yeah, so growing up, uh, my parents value uh, education very much. And um, but like when I first, uh, so I'm an immigrant and I, I'm like, I'm first generation low income immigrant student. So that's why I kind of founded this. Um, so yeah, I'm very passionate about this. 
uh, because it relates very much to my background. So when I first came to the U.S. Uh, when I was nine, I didn't really speak English, and I was um, often like looked down on because I didn't speak English. Um, so yeah, and then, and then like elementary school, middle school, um, it was like really rough for me, and. I uh, for high school I I went to like a pretty privileged suburban high school I don't say and I often didn't feel like I fit in as a first-gen low-income student because um uh, I guess I was like up, always like taking um higher-level classes and people in the higher-level classes um often are very privileged and um, often have like their parents support. Um, parents are all often like very educated, have like PhDs, have, like they have access to so many resources, private tutoring, college essay guidance, like everything. Um, so I felt very alone in my high school and didn't really like feel like I uh, anyone like re like was similar to me. Um, a junior year, in the beginning of junior year, I went to a first gen meeting actually hosted by my high school. And it was interesting because, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, like there's a lot of like first generation students um, in this meeting. And when I went into the um, room, um, pretty much everyone was, um, except for me, pretty much everyone was Hispanic. Um, so you can clearly see the um, social divide at my high school, right? So because it's like pretty privileged, like white suburban high school. And all the first generation students are Hispanic, which is, I guess, like not surprising because, you know, like um, society these days, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. So, um, yeah. So I guess also it was very surprising to see that none, none of the um, people in this room I was with um, took, like, were in the same classes as me. And didn't really see a lot of these kids like take AP classes, advanced classes, um, or joining a lot of clubs, um, and like I guess like um, just like or orient themselves academically and like focus on the academics. And um, I guess it was really shocking to me to see like there's so much like untapped potential um, in this room. And um, I'm sure there are many people in that room who are definitely capable of acing um, and um, succeed in these advanced classes, but they weren't in that, um, I guess, in, in those classes. And um, so, yeah. And I guess like all of these kind of accumulated in my, in my, the back of my mind, but I didn't really like think of them much, I guess, because I was like, okay, well, like, my goal is just, like, yeah, like, um, I'll focus on my classes, kind of, like, independent person, like, kind of focusing my, on myself um, throughout high school, and this all was kind of sparked, um, finally, when the Black Lives Matter movement um, was spurred on last year um, in May and June, and it just made me realize that there are so much um, social injustice um, happening um, around me and people are actually like 
super passionate and advocating for these causes. And um, I think that inspired me to really like um, reflect back on my experiences, my past experiences, and um, my inner like social justice warrior kind of just came out. I was like kind of um, mad about like the social inequities happening. And so, yeah, and I was talking, actually I was talking with my other first generation friend at my high school. And so I was asking her like, like I was, you know, asking her about life, like how she's doing in school and she wasn't doing very well. And, and I talked to a lot of like other students um, of first generation low income as well. Um, I guess it's like not my, not from my school, but from like just all over the place. And I think um, they also felt like, you know, like their counselors like often didn't really believe in them and that like their high school didn't really prepare them well to succeed in college, um, to succeed like in high school, like on the path to college. And, um, and these first generation low income students like often like don't ask for help or like advocate for themselves and reach out. Um, so it was very important for, um, for like a resource, like to reach out to them. Um, so yeah, I guess like all of these experiences like kind of like accumulated and that's why, that's how I founded version support. Um, kind of like giving myself like an 18th um, birthday. And I founded it on my 18th, um, on my 18th birthday. So, yeah. That's an amazing gift. Like, can you imagine like waking up on your 18th birthday and be like, you know what? I'm not going to get a gift for myself. I'm going to give it to other people who are similar to like me, like those first-gen low-income students. And I think it's your story about like how this nonprofit came to be is really inspiring. And mm -hmm. I feel like WAVE, WAVE Learning Festival is so similar to like what your mission is. And that's part of the reason why we're having you on this podcast to talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, I guess for my perspective, like, yes, I am a white Caucasian female, like typical. And I can't say uh, there is definitely white privilege. I feel like we talked about this in one of our uh, previous podcasts. Uh, I don't remember, Dan. I think we did. But, you know, uh, I came from New Jersey uh, growing up from you know, German immigrant family members. And then I moved to San Antonio, Texas. And let me just say, it was a huge culture shock for me going from like a small little like white town to a huge city, which is predominantly Hispanic population. And for me, it definitely opened my eyes into uh, the privilege of being white, but also seeing how everyone is so similar and how we're all alike and I do think um you know I was going somewhere with this uh you know those ex those experiences like those uh paid tutors those private schools those SAT classes that can really determine like these opportunities can really determine one's future path like going yeah. on um I guess with me, like I like I went to a magnet school, public school, really amazing opportunity. But I had like I took an SAT class and man, like they refunded me my money because <laughs> it went so hor horribly. But you know, like being around 
like Hispanics or being around those first gen low income students. So I myself is like first generation. I guess that's why I sort of got involved in Wave <laughs> and Dan has his own perspective on why he joins, but I like that we all have the same passion and um we're willing to advocate for those who can't they don't have a voice and so I really appreciate and admire you Julia for creating this program and recognizing those disparities that you saw like at your school and in your community so thank you for doing that and I did enough talking so no, Dan do you have anything you. to say I want to, to add on real briefly. That, um, I really like the point that you made about sort of expectations and how that affects what people kind of do, what they choose to do. You know, if you, if you, I grew up the youngest of five children in a family that valued education. And so when I went through high school and I was selecting classes, AP classes didn't scare me. Because I had four older siblings who took AP classes. I knew the teachers that taught those courses because my siblings had taken from them. And I knew that I could take those classes and be fine, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But I think particularly when, when you're not in an environment where you're so encouraged and, and so kind of supported in, in taking classes like that Mm -hmm. and in, doing activities like that, it, it becomes easy to, to, you know, kind of, kind of look at it as, oh, AP classes are too hard for me or they're, you know, or I can't do this extracurricular activity. It's too much for me. And, and like you said, when you're in that room with all those, you know, first generation students, there's all that potential that was there, you know, they, um, there's so much that they could do if, if they just, you know, if they had people telling them that they could do it, yeah, you know? For sure. Um, and even like I, I was in the public school system, but a very, very privileged public school in a pretty wealthy area. And even, even just in my area, I would hear kids all the time say like, oh yeah, AP classes are just too hard for me. And they had never taken one. And and it was it was just so devastating for me to see people, you know, cut themselves short because their parents or their older siblings told them that they wouldn't be able to handle an AP class. Yeah. Um, and so I think that building this environment, having organizations like First Gen Support and building an environment of just encouragement and saying that you can do this, yeah. you know, this, this is something that's very achievable for you. And and that just having that encouragement will allow so many more people to do so many more things. And as Alana said, you know, you take an AP class and that might spark an interest in a, in a subject that could lead you to a career in that area or that could, could just lead to a lifelong passion. And it's just so important that we're able to, to support these people um, mm-hmm. who, who may not have such immediate support around Yeah, them. for sure. Yeah, so like imagine like, for sure, like, college students, like, they're, like, it's, like, assumed that, like, their parents, like, didn't go to a college, right? So, like, they're, like, obviously, like, my parents, like, didn't know, like, anything about college. So, I had to, like, you know, dig everything for myself. 
and um yeah so like imagine like at home like um like your parents like don't really like like uh, i don't know like prioritize like education um like or academics or like your grades um because like you know most first year low income students like they have to focus on like um getting food to the table right um so yeah so in the in the family like that and then at school when you don't have like people like counselors like believe in you or like support you and especially like i guess in my school you see like this social divide i guess like some people like look down on like other people because they're not as privileged like this negative like like i guess like environment um really like i guess like really kills the confidence of these um fgli students who have who have the potential but like they just weren't able to like um achieve um what they like i guess like what they like have like so much potential to do so yeah and it truly takes only like one person one good interaction to make like a lifelong lasting impact on them like to encourage them or just to have someone like believe in them Mm -hmm. um and i guess i have a question for you julia how can we support like fgli students like with the whole applying to college like how did you figure it out let me first ask you that how did you figure out the whole college application process did you um since your parents i presume aren't familiar with the process did you get help from an outside source or did you have to like figure it out solo how was that for you yeah for sure so um yeah i i've been like i guess I'm always the person in the classroom who asks the most questions. <laughs> I'm just a very, <laughs> I guess, serious person. Um, like, I always, like, I guess I'm not afraid to ask questions, always, like, advocating for myself. Um, I, like, I want to, I want, I, like, I want to get what I want to get. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm, like, always, like, a go-getter, I guess. Um, so I think the turning point for me was like um during sophomore year my I was like you know like we were like I I guess like my friends were like applying to like summer programs and I was like oh yeah like I'll look into them too um so then like one of my friends like applied to like um this program called Yale Young Global Scholars and I was I like looked at their website I was like okay yeah like I'll probably apply but like I might just not get in so like uh I don't even know if I want to apply (laughs) um but like she applied so i was like okay okay i'll apply too (laughs) um so then i applied and i i got in and i um uh went to yale for two weeks over the summer uh uh, before my junior year and that really opened my mind to see oh my gosh such um uh like into uh, like curious people from around the world and like many of uh my friends um there were first generation low income students who are like in the same boat as me who are like um like i guess like taking like um advanced classes um like really like um really curious and like really um passionate about helping others um so yeah that really inspired me um and there were like i I was i made good friends and like uh sort of like they kind of inspired me um to uh like i guess like uh like succeed I guess um because there were like there were juniors at the time and they were applying to college 
Um, so that was like the first turning point. And the second turning point was like, I just saw so many kids there who were like starting new things. And I didn't know, like, I wasn't confident in like starting anything because I was like just joining clubs. Um, but there were, there were, um, I guess like, um, just like, you know, finding things that they are passionate about and like founding like, um, organizations. So that kind of like made me feel like, okay, yeah, I can probably like found one too. And that gave me the confidence to do that. And, um, so during junior year, I, I applied to like college prep scholar program, which is from like Westbridge. And like, I didn't like get in. Um, but like, I think, I think the group chat I was in, um, was like very helpful because they, there were like all the people from similar backgrounds. Um, so I made like a very good friend, um, from that group chat and he pretty much like kind of like helped me kind of, um, along the way. Cause we didn't know anything about college process at that time when we were, um, second uh, in our second semester of junior year. So, um, he actually like helped me, uh, introduce me to a program called matriculate, which is like, a like, I guess like a mentorship program. Um, so I was matched with a mentor, like he kind of told me a lot of things. And then, and then during the summer, I think it was like August, like, um, when I founded this, um, like I met another friend and then she introduced me to another mentorship program and I got another friend who like kind of helped me. And so from like Yale Young Global Stars, I made a bunch of like, you know, like college friends who were not in college when I was a senior. Um, and then kind of like people helping me along the way really like helped. And I also watched a lot of YouTube videos. And so that also helped as well. So I'm wondering right now, you know, we, we have this goal of trying to get more support to first generation low income students and trying to help them realize their own potential and encourage them towards helping themselves and helping everybody around them, right? Yeah. Um, with their perspective. What is first gen support doing right now to to accomplish this goal and how can we um help support that mission in what you guys are doing right now? For sure, for sure. Yeah. So we've been like um for the past like entire year. Uh my I after like I guess I was like working on this alone until I, I found a team of like people from across the US who are like passionate about the same mission. Um, so we are um, posting on Instagram very often for like releasing and like disseminating information. And so a lot of like, uh, like hundreds of counselors are like sharing our posts uh, to like, and high school clubs as well. So then like, you know, like these like information can be like disseminated um that people might not even know what to search up on google but like you know they can see these these are like you know available um impossible and the things that they didn't know um so yeah and we have received like so many like i guess feedback from like high school students from like ninth to 12th grade um and counselors as well um really like telling us like okay yeah like i I didn't, I, they, this platform sharing information really helped me believe in myself to apply to like, um, summer programs that I didn't previously know, know about. 
and really gave me the confidence to pursue college. And counselors are saying that like, you know, like our posts are very well designed, um, very professionally designed. So um, they can easily share these information to their students. Um, so a lot of people like, I guess, like share our posts on Instagram. So that's like kind of been um, one way to, uh, to like um, help fortune support is by like sharing the information um, to more people. And I know a lot of my friends who like just shared a post like to like personally DMing um, to people on Instagram as well. And um, yeah, and also we have like a Discord community right now um, who are uh, like, we like, I guess it's like, I'm like seeking to create a community where um, everyone can like uplift each other um in that community um and i guess one one thing that i want to emphasize is that a lot of like organizations are like targeting um high achieving low-income students uh but i think my mission for first-generation support is for all like all first-generation low-income immigrant students so no matter your gpa like no no matter like um your your grades or like um AP class whether you take AP classes um test scores whatever um I think I think like I I guess it's like information like should be shared and should be like available for everyone and everyone should be given the opportunity to succeed because a lot of the mentorship programs only like help like high achieving students who are like already like pretty much well on their way to college and so we want to change that like shift that mindset in like some students who like you know like didn't really like was confident enough but but like yeah to apply to like selective colleges i don't know if that answers so the- for- <laughs> no it yeah. does sure. thank you you did an amazing job of answering um so do you have any like pieces of advice or like many words of wisdom or encouraging statements to give to those who are like hesitant to apply to college or if they like don't really know if college is like the right fit for them is there anything like and you're a two cents about it <laughs> okay so i would say um i guess this, i think college is uh like the way for social mobi- mobility these days and i think um children coming from the lowest like quintile of income level um will move like we'll have like i think 84 percent like chance of for social mobility um if they have a four-year college degree and i think um college is like i mean like i know a lot of people like first year and low-income students like go straight into the workforce and um i think i think i think we sometimes fail to realize that like college is like kind of like a long-term investment um i would say because with a college degree, like, I think more doors are opened up for you and like more jobs, like more higher income jobs are like um, open for you. So I think investing into like four years of your life um, is uh, definitely worthwhile into a college degree. And I think also another like myth that like prevents people from applying to colleges is that, you know, like colleges are expensive. And I think that's like, um, I guess like a, imprint that like a lot of people have in their mind and could i i think you know like i don't think college is 
expensive if you like um if you like I guess like do well in high school because there's a lot of colleges that um provide like a hundred like have like a hundred percent like demonstrated need and they have good financial aid and some high schools have like you know a pathway that like allows you to go to community college for free and I think community college is like a great way to start there as well but um but I think I think you can definitely afford college with um with like uh, applying to like these um colleges that give a lot of financial aid and um scholarships as well so i think there's nothing to fear um and i think college also is like a i think it's very very different from high school because you get to meet a lot of like diverse people that open up your perspectives um to new various perspectives to new things and um i think you'll be uh, like much um more successful um, coming from like a first low income background to well, Julia, um, to I think we are unfortunately starting to run out of time a little bit here, which is too bad. This I've really loved talking to you today. Your you and your organization is just so inspiring, and I think it has such an important goal and such an important mission. Um, one of the advantages of being able to be a podcast host is being able to talk to people who are more interesting than I am. So. Um, <laughs> So thank you so much for coming on today. It's been such a joy to talk to you. Uh, thank you. So thank make you sure to check me. out uh, First Gen Support. You can find their page on Instagram. They're, cur- they're currently doing a study with me SAT, so check that out. And then Wave Learning Festival, go to wavelf.org. We are also doing a... A summer camp type program so be sure to check that out and we'll see you guys next week Music